been soon to a theater near you. It's The Equalizers, a bi-weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Were you waiting for me to interrupt you or something, Mike? You had a little, you had a little bit of hesitation there. Yeah, I was going to mention that eagle-eared fans will notice I didn't call you a bull of hummus. Call Madison oh. Jones but actual Madison Jones. And I was going to elaborate that it's because I dug up your body and smeared the hummus on it and it seeped into the bones and filled back out into flesh and blood and you are human once again. But I'm sort of like a zombie, right? Like I'm a homunculus sort of, or like a hummus. Homunculus. Homunculus. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We got there, maybe. We got there, maybe. Um, Hey, everybody. Happy 2019. Two zero one nine comes after eighteen, comes before twenty. So, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, two thousand nineteen. That's yeah. how that's how math goes now. Yeah. New year, new math. New year, new Matheson. <laughs> this year, I'm just gonna get really into math. Hey, you know two plus two. What's a good Madison math fact? Madison math fact. I know nothing about math. This bit is going to die. No, it's fine. This is the first one. By the end of 2019, you're going to be dropping some deep algebra, which is famously the most hard math. Yeah. How about this? Like, I will come with a new math fact every week. Oh, my God. All right. Every episode. Madison's from here on out. For the rest of 2019. And just because I wasn't prepared, I'm going to Google fun math facts. Hey, Mike, did you know if you write pi 3.14 then you flip it upside down it spells out pi i didn't because it goes four Mm -hmm. then like i then e so the three is the e the one is the i the four is the you got it yeah i grew up in the late 90s early 2000s i know about upside down numbers leak speak as the kids those days called it (laughs) well that's been the first of Probably 24 Madison Math Facts. Yeah. As we talked about at the end of last year's last episode, uh, see what I did there? Yeah. Christmas Chronicles 2, The Reign of Krampus. This year, we're going to be doing something a little different for this first episode. We're calling it New Year, New Chances, where we take a movie that did get a prequel or sequel. We throw it in the garbage and we make our own beautiful gem. We polish that turd down to a diamond. And man, are we ever giving this illustrious honor to the movie that most deserves it ever in the world? I, you know, yeah. I, I have seen the second one for the McElroy podcast, Till Death Do Us Blart, and had not seen this first one before. And the first one did the thing that I thought was impossible, which is made me go, this is worse than Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Yeah. This movie is worse, like, less enjoyable. I think I know why. Like, both movies are pretty bad, but it's mainly just filled with a bunch of people outside of the daughter. Mm-hmm. Basically, every single male character in these movies sucks. Yeah. They, they're, like, the most worst people pieces of shit in the whole world, including Blart. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just think of the Stewart's character in this mm-hmm. in particular, like, the dude who works at a pen store Probably. I don't know. Who's clearly, like flirting with the Amy character and she just like clearly isn't into it and he just keeps trying over and over again but also 
Paul Blart does the exact same thing. Because she's not really into Blart either to start with. And then he just kind of keeps harassing her and is a creep. And like spies on her on the security cameras. Um, I want to point out that Madison and I both watched this film today as we're recording this. And we don't know where that one guy works, which tells you a lot about the movie. Yeah, it's not like we saw it weeks and weeks ago and just kind of forgot. Like I watched it today and I don't know what that guy's job is. Yeah. By the way, I don't know what mall this this place exists in, but like, I don't know. Do malls still have arcades? Usually, it's like a very sad little side hallway that nobody uses anymore. And there's like a crane game and maybe like a driving game, but that's (laughs) it. Like it's usually pretty sad. Yeah. No Guitar Hero for the PS3, (laughs) like in this movie. Broke out the big bucks for the PS3 in that giant f- above ground freestanding ball pit. Yeah. Which, as soon as they showed it, I thought he was going to be hiding in the ball pit like a Rambo coming out of the water with the knife in his teeth. I really thought he was, Paul Blart was going to, because I knew that the mall gets taken over. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through Tomatoes for this week, I, knew, I read that it's basically <laughs> James, what's his name? I forgot. Kevin. It's basically Kevin like, James. Yeah, it's basically Kevin James presents James Kevin, Die Hard. Kevin James. That's his evil twin. Yeah. Who's actually really funny. I I did read that this was basically Kevin James presents Die Hard. Yeah. For, for only sure. like for thirty minutes of the hour and thirty minute movie, because which you have never seen, correct? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. But I'm just by osmosis, I'm familiar enough with the tropes and whatnot. It saddens me that this movie is the touchstone for what Die Hard is. I mean, for anybody, not just you, Mike. <laughs> I can't wait for when they get to live free or Paul Blart. And yeah. he, I don't know, ramps his Segway into a helicopter. You know what? They could have done that easily because like the next movie takes place at like an airport mm-hmm. um, in the Die Hard series. Sure. Sorry. Not in the Paul Blart series. It, it may. You don't. You never know. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be what we do. But like to be like a security guard at like a, at an airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That could that could happen. Or I mean, um, going on vacation. Yeah. In the now defunct Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, he yeah. is on vacation at a security officer's convention, which totally is a thing. Yeah, I'm sure. For more on the defunct Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, be sure to check out Till Death Do Us Blart. Yes. I think with the math facts out of the way and general thoughts out of the way, should we move into some Daddy's Tomatoes? Yeah. <laughs> I have some good ones this week. I thought surely Paul Blart Mall Cop was going to have some good tomatoes. And I combed it down to the best four. Okay. So this one comes from Little J, who gave it a half star. Was about to watch this, but my kangaroo was sick on me. Very unhappy. What? Yeah, this Little J was going to watch the movie, and then their kangaroo puked on him. So they have a pet kangaroo, and he was sick. That's sad. Or it's their roommate. Could be Kangaroo Jack. You know, they're just hanging out, living together. Could be, I guess. <laughs> Talk about a movie we need to do. It has a sequel. It does? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm pretty really? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called Kangaroo Jack G'day USA. Wow. Is he still wearing the hoodie? Maybe. It has like, it has like the million dollars in it or something? Uh, It's animated. Oh, okay. It's one of those. But no, he has a pet kangaroo and it was sick. That's sad. Yeah. I know you could have pet kangaroos. I guess... In other parts of the world, you probably can. I would bet you probably can't. You think you don't think so? 
He's Googling everybody. He might be banging. I don't know what search engine Mike uses. I'm, I'm going into an AOL chat room. Yeah. It is legal to own a pet kangaroo in Victoria, Australia, but not legal in any other state. So there you go. That's the, that's the only place in the world you can? I don't know about in the world, but I just Googled, can you, can you own a pet kangaroo? And that okay. was one of the results. And I'm not going to dig too much deeper into this bit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> let's all right let's get let's dig in let me continue to google where you can have kangaroos as pets the delicious audio of me googling tapity tap 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 i see that there was a family in alabama who had two kangaroos as pets two or three i think let me i can double check that again okay while you're doing that i decided to uh, take the other word and i just uh googled jack facts and was brought to a list of 30, uh, 38 wild Jack Black facts. Oh, boy. Number okay. 38, for his role in the 2005 remake of King Kong, Black refused to wear any makeup. This decision came after he heard a fabricated rumor about Clint Eastwood never wearing any makeup in his films. There you go. That's been Madison's go. first of 24 Jack facts. Jack facts. We're turning into a the- trivia podcast, slowly but surely. I- <laughs> We're we're slowly front loading our 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 episodes with <laughs> random bullshit. So let's go on to the next tomato, please. Our next review comes from Chris B, who gave this three stars. I got really stoned one night and watched this twice. End of review. I think the internet needs to learn what a review is. <laughs> it's not like anecdote. Yeah, it's like my my kangaroo threw up on me. I got stoned and watched this. Maybe that was yeah. the kangaroo. I would say, as someone who has been high before oh Ooh. give give them deets. i would i would say this is not a movie that would be elevated by that i don't i don't i don't think so because it's pretty not like i don't know not much of it is very funny i'd say police uh email me if you want madison's address to come and arrest them for doing the yep. weed drug madison lives at 420 blaze street 420 cool person drive party city fucking the usa there you go. Uh, the next tomato, John B. gave this a not interested. Unless there is full frontal Kevin James. Hmm. John is thirsty. For that Kevin. That Paul penis. He wants that blart. He wants those blart balls just dangling. Man, I would say not that I want that. That would make this movie a lot more interesting if they did full frontal Kevin James. Like he is entirely naked. No one yeah. else is. And no one talk like they just act like he's like it's nothing like that he's not naked like nobody addresses it. I mean, obviously they're all going to be looking, like they're only human. They but. could also really capitalize on the very very funny tattoo joke mm-hmm. that they do in the movie, where every single time he drinks, he gets a tat a random tattoo of some kind, and then like it could be like an elephant, and then like his dick is like the trunk or something, <laughs> or um. Maybe it's like a fireman with a fire hose going down there, That's, or um, yeah. um, a he gets another penis tattooed on his penis, or maybe it's Pinocchio, and then the nose is, which hey, just keep going. Give me some more I, uh, tattoo ideas and incorporate the dick and balls. Um, there's like a a snake. Um, mm-hmm. there's a um rhinoceros. A jack and- a jack in the box where his like right around the dick is the is the box and then like the the dick is the clown um <laughs> um 
Um, <laughs> let's see. This last one is Miguel G was not interested, and in all caps tells us why. I hate you, Kevin James. Wonder what he did. Miguel is there G. a picture for Miguel G? Uh, there might have been, but I don't have that. Maybe he slightly looks like Kevin James and often goes for roles that Kevin okay. James does. Yeah. And then that's why he hates him because he knew Paul Blart was going to be his like roller coaster to the top. It's also because Miguel G, it's actually Miguel James, but it's spelled with a G. Yeah. They're always right yeah. there. And they're like, well, if we're going to get a James, let's go with Big K. All right. That concludes the tomatoes I have for the week, Madison. So I think it's time we jump into Mike. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but did you did you like this movie? No, no. I, legitimately, I was watching it on my computer, and I had like the internet open, and I was doing other stuff while I was watching it, and just listening to it. I was like, I'm getting everything out of this movie. Like there, yeah. there is no reason for me to actually be watching this, other than like when the, they get to the mall and there's like some physical comedy bits mm-hmm. for pretty much the entire movie everybody's just saying everything it's like i don't actually have to be listening like yeah. or watching it the only parts like i really don't like this movie either but they're like these brief little moments and i've seen the second one too because mm-hmm. i watch sure. it for death blood every year but uh they're these brief little moments that are actually like generally fun genuinely funny i did chuckle a few times i think when he's raising out of the ball pit i think that's pretty funny mm-hmm. I think when he drives the minivan outside of the mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. outside of the thing and then the other cop is trying to get in but he's like telling him how to work the lock and everything and it goes on like a really long time. I think that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Besides that stuff like it's just kind of a if you've never seen it listeners it's kind of just like a cavalcade of like shitting on this one character. <laughs> yeah like everybody is actively dunking on Paul Blart except for mm-hmm. his mom his daughter and then Amy. Who's yeah. just like, I'm a nice person. Like, I'm not yeah. hitting on you. Like, I'm not terribly interested, but I'm a nice person. So I'm not just going to actively dunk on you every chance I get. But for some reason is suddenly interested at the end for... I don't know. I, I read a little bit more of like, not attraction, but there was there was a little bit of chemistry before yeah. the very end. Like, yeah, a little but bit. I, yeah, it's still not great. Like, it's still not like yeah. well done, but... And- as far as like a timestamp of like how much this movie like is dedicated to just shitting on this dude, it takes forty minutes before the mall heist even starts. It's a ninety minute movie for context. It's a ninety minute. <laughs> it's a ninety minute movie. It takes forty minutes for the mall heist to even start. The fir- that whole forty minutes is just dunking on this dude yes. at every step of the way. This definitely falls into the did not deserve a sequel. But some somehow it's getting two in our minds. I guess. I guess we're defunking the uh or we're throwing away the other one or defunking yeah we're taking all the funk out of paul blart mall cop 2 yeah put it in our movie yeah but okay let the sequel commence we did say that this one's going to be paul blart mall cop 2 colon the immortal iron blart or possibly just the immortal iron blart my conception of this setup is the very little bit I know about Iron Fist, specifically like the Netflix Marvel Iron Fist. And it's that I think he punches a dragon in the heart, like it's molten heart, and the blood or whatever gets on his fist or whatever, and that's what allows him to focus his chi into the fist. Okay. So immediately my brain said, okay, well, there's obviously an ancient security dragon in the basement of the mall or something, and Paul Bart... (laughs) 
slays it and gains some kind of small security powers. Okay, so let's take that idea and then like transfer it into like a a mall's <laughs> terms and like, what if it's like he somehow ends up in the basement or something and the furnace or something is like going awry and somehow he like punches his fist into it and like molten to like lava or something or like i don't know like molten to like metal surrounds it or something so now he's got like an actual iron fist not necessarily that's what i was thinking for me the, the iron fist part we could basically just like throw away it was more like he gained some kind of security guard powers okay. through this, like the slaying of this dragon. Because I mean, in your mind, imagine Paul Blart punching a dragon in the heart. Yeah, and like that's very funny to me. Yeah, and so like I don't. Know, he discovers some kind of secret door in the basement that leads him into an underground chamber where the ancient security dragon is, like lives. Okay, what if it's that he? What are some like security powers he could gain? And then like, do you think he can shapeshift or something? Or do you think it's like he's like he can turn into an eagle so he can like observe? Originally, I thought maybe this could be a prequel. And that's why he's like is at the ball and he's like that good at driving a Segway. Because like arguably like quality of the movie aside, he's pretty slick on a Segway. Yeah. But then in my mind, I didn't because I've only ever seen the second one. I didn't understand how bad he actually is at his job. Yeah. And so, like, that doesn't work. If he got supernatural dragon security powers, he wouldn't be that bad. So this almost has to be a sequel. So mm-hmm. I, that's the long way of answering. It should be Segway power. Like, Segway control should be one of the powers he gets. But I just I, I just have this image of my in my mind of any time he's using one of the powers, another animal <laughs> phases over, like, the screen or something. Oh, yeah. Like, like um... when he's on the Segway, you see, like, a jaguar, like, pouncing <laughs> or, like, or, like, a cheetah, like, running. And then, like... Okay, like... so here's the thing. Let's take our pitch at the level of Paul Blart in okay. that you know he's going to punch the dragon. Like, the dragon's going to be kind of above him, and he's going to punch it. And you know, instead of, like, the blood coming down, it's just going to, like, goo. Like, Nickelodeon slime. Yeah. It's just going to fucking pour over him while he does, like, his Kevin James. Oh, my God. It's in my mouth. Whatever. So it gets on him and the Segway. What if it's, like, toxic waste or something? <laughs> That's what? what I was thinking. Like, like he gets transformed by toxic waste. Do you really, th- do you imagine a dragon? Yeah. Do you really want a dragon? I really, like, I just, I think that's really funny. <laughs> and it tracks into the iron, the immortal iron blart. But like, I, I could be just digging my heels. Sell me on toxic waste. What if it's a dragon that is like a metal dragon <clears throat> that is supposed to I don't know I was gonna say like what if there's like a metal dragon that's supposed to be like the new like security force for the mall or something like it's like this like robot that flies around the mall and like secures it or something um but I don't think that works sell me on toxic waste I I'm not like I I, I'm not so like I think the dragon is funny and like I really want to keep it but if you can if you have a, a better angle with toxic waste. I'm. I was just thinking the the toxic waste to give him the powers and stuff. Right. But I don't know how that like necessarily like how that definitely gets to like the animal powers idea at all. If anything, it would just mutate him. Like. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know how the dragon gets to animal powers either. No. Besides, like vague mysticism, like mm-hmm. 
we know that he gets some kind of security powers. Like that's definitely yeah, like some kind of weird <laughs> supernatural security guard powers. What if? What if there's a competition or something that he's trying to compete in to be like the best security guard or something, <laughs> and he's trying to find a way to like? I don't want to like mm-hmm. do like goes to a random fucking like magic shop or something sure. but like that kind of crap but um what if it's security guard mortal combat okay he's summoned to some like con like a a contest first like who's the best security guard whatever but when he gets there it's like a weird <laughs> island and maybe the dragon like runs the island or something it's like an underground like like I, an underground security guard like league MMA. or something <laughs> MMA, yeah. This is Here Comes the Boom, also starring Kevin James. Like, it's becoming... (laughs) Yeah. Like, the security guard conference or something, or, like, every every mall in the tri-state area goes to this thing and has a representative to, like, be their fighter or something. Which is really dumb. (laughs) It is really big stretch. Uh, Okay, wait, what if... uh, We can... We can... We can kind of meld these maybe it's the security dragon under the mall just just let me hear me out okay okay the security dragon under the mall is like it's time because it knows that this like like uh fucking security guard moral combat thing is about to start and it chooses paul blart as its champion okay what if there's like a like a like a um like a tablet or something, and it's like this is preordained, or this is like like yeah, the yeah. legend I'm tells. Thinking, of... Oh, okay. So then we can get your animal powers thing. And what if this happens every X number of years or centuries or whatever? And there's other animals in other like malls across the world, whatever, and they pick their champions. So Paul Blart gets the dragon powers, and so when Paul uses whatever power he gets from the dragon, there's like the dragon thing over him, like you're talking about, like overlay. But there's like one guard that has like bear powers or falcon, okay. power, whatever. Like so, then the other contestants can have different animals. So Paul really only has one power that the dragon like imbues him with. But maybe it's not evident right away. Like yeah. it's like maybe the other ones, like the bear powers, are like sure. oh well, this he's super strong, mm-hmm. like the spider powers it's like oh they're super agile and like stuff like that but it's like what is the dragon power i think (laughs) i my pitch the segway can fly now okay but paul doesn't know like it's and so like in one of the fights or like maybe the last big fight he like takes off and then it's like ducking and weaving through the air Hmm. i don't know how does that sit with you as our our pitch or the, the setup i like it a little bit more like as far as like he's going to this competition where all these like mystic security guards are and <laughs> to have like a throwdown like it's ridiculous but uh, it's so us though it is so why does he have to win besides like it's right, so it be good to win yeah um, yeah maybe there's a security guard from another play like what 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 do you win when you win the championship besides right. the title do they have does it give you a certain like power over like the security guards in like the hmm. the tri-state oregon area or something rhode island rhode island area the obvious answer is some kind of like power maybe you get all the powers okay like the bear 
god that gives you the bear powers and the falcon god gives you the falcon and the falcon god gives you the falcon powers and like the other person loses them like if you lose the tournament you lose your powers but i don't know right. what the stakes are like if paul bart loses then he just doesn't have powers anymore I like the idea of like the animals each representing the uh the things that a mall cop does because there's like four of them Mm-hmm. that he says in the movie it's like observe report here's a quote from it we are trained to detect deter observe and report deter okay that's the last one okay so detect deter observe and report so what's what's the dragon since we're working with paul like as our main character that we have definitely what's the i would say deter right because dragons are intimidating maybe okay observe could be like a maybe an eagle it's like an eagle, eagle eyes yeah so wait observe is eagle so detect and report detect and report maybe something with a loud voice like a yeah a loud animal yeah which would manifest as like sonic powers like yelling sonic powers like a black canary from dc yeah so what's just like a really fucking loud animal I mean, birds also. Maybe they yeah, can all, right. maybe all these animals can fly because we've already got an eagle and a dragon. Yeah, like a whale. A whale. <laughs> yeah, because they have uh-huh. like a very loud. I like, like it. Boom, boom. A lion. Yeah, it's very lions. loud. Lions would be easier for us to. Yeah. Manifest. So it's yeah. almost more like a thunderous roar than like a sonic yeah. scream. Yeah. And then detect um, spider, like Spidey sense. Yeah. Okay. Like a spider. So it's a spider, a lion, um, an eagle, and a dragon. We can, I guess we could change dragon if we're not, since we're veering away from, he punches it in the heart to gain the powers. What if you gain, you gain the powers of the dragon if you win the competition? So the, the deter could be a bear because bears are super hearty. Right. Maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And Paul Blart with super strength is <laughs> yeah. Or it could be like a tortoise, and it's like a shit like and like and he gets made fun of for being the tortoise. Yeah, that tracks way more. That tracks way more. So it's a tortoise, a lion, a whale, and a what? Spider, tortoise, eagle, lion. Got it. And all these things equal a dragon. <laughs> So I think this happens. Mm-hmm. The highest ranked like security guards from all over the world are like called by this thing. And it's, I think people start hearing about it too. Like it's like a news story and like, they're like, yeah, we don't really know what this is. This is like ancient. Okay. We have the best archeologists like here. So this isn't like a secret mystic. Like it's not, no one else yeah. can know about this. It's everybody it, knows about this. The stage is like, <laughs> what if it's not a security guard thing? What if it's not security? It's just people around the world, right? Okay. And it just so happens that like the thing was under the mall, and Paul Blart gets chosen. If that makes sense. Okay. But all the other people that are competing are like maybe they're martial artists or something, and it's like how is Paul gonna beat any of these guys? Gotcha. Or like one's a commando, one's like a a martial artist, one's a. One of them's like a grandma. Sure. Because, I mean, this if this were written by Kevin James, of course he'd have to fight an 80-year-old woman. Yeah. 
I mean, he cold cocks an 80-year-old woman in the, in the, the now defunct one. second one, yeah. So what if it's like all these people like get the call and mm-hmm. you see like we see like video footage of them getting interviewed and everything like maybe one of them already knew about it it's like oh yeah my my family has known about this thing this is like our like destiny destiny or something mm-hmm. and that could be like the lion one or the sure. and it's kind of like willy wonka at the very beginning you know mm-hmm. where they're talking to all the kids sure and paul gets the call Maybe the three, the first one's unveiled, and it's a big news story, and like everyone's waiting for the the other three to be unveiled, and then they each do, and then Paul and his daughter are like following it on the TV and everything, um, and yeah. then they're like, "Man, this thing is a big deal." Well, I'm going to work. And then he like stumbles in the basement and receives the call from under there. I almost think that they should all be at once because I cannot imagine. A bigger waste of an, the audience's time than, hey, there's going to, welcome to this movie about Paul Blart. There's going to be a mystic fight. I wonder who one of the champions is going to be. And then he's the last one to get picked. It's almost like waiting 40 minutes for a mall heist to start. Fair enough. <laughs> so who are the other people then? We need to dig into the supporting cast. I like the idea of the grandma mm-hmm. being, I like, I like the idea of her being the lion or something, right? Yeah. And maybe... She's very unassuming, but because she has the power now, mm-hmm. she can open her mouth and like sonic waves come out. I think that visually, maybe the spider also, because the idea of her being able to climb walls, but still being interminably slow, like the classic yeah. old lady, very slow. She can climb walls and like skitter across the ceiling, but she's still so fucking slow. Yeah, I think that's good. So. I think that's actually a big surprise too. It's like, okay, so she's the which one now? And they like he's the spider, and like, um, in the fight between them, uh, she like just jumps on the walls, and she can shoot webs too. She's she's like Spider Man, sure, right? She mm-hmm. has the abilities of a spider. What's her name? Aunt May. Pay marker, Mrs. Papadopoulos. <laughs> Super Greek. <laughs> This Papadopoulos is great. I think it's fine. It, we, people from all around the world, right? Who are we casting? Um, just that, that very famous 70-ish year old Greek actress that everyone's going to know. Um, I don't think Betty White's Greek. <laughs> I'm fairly sure Betty White's not Greek. Apparently Susan Sarandon is. Huh. Jennifer Aniston is of Greek descent, apparently. Uh, Betty White is on this list. Okay. I'm trying to see if there's one person who's like actually mo- mostly Greek. Yeah. Before we just like pick somebody who's not, but maybe kind of is. One percent. Is she seventy? Uh, Nia Vardalos. She's the main girl in all of the big fat Greek life wedding etc. Okay. stuff. So she's Mrs. Papadopoulos. Maybe so she's maybe not a grandma. I mean she's fifty, but like she could be. She could be made to look older. That's though. true too. Yeah, we can yeah. age her up. All right, yeah. so Nia Vardalis of the big fat Greek, etc., etc., fame. Yeah. So we have her, and what, like, I feel like we still need what, what's like, why can't Paul lose? Like, because if he, right now the stakes are if you win, you get all these amazing power, you get these dragon powers. If you lose, you don't, and nothing happens. What if, what if you get a wish? You get a, a wish that, about the world like it like all the 
all the uh <laughs> all the powers mm-hmm. like after the person is beat uh gets sucked out of you after you're beaten the power gets sucked out of you and then mm-hmm. goes into a little orb and everything and then once the three orbs are together it summons the dragon and <laughs> and you get a wish okay yeah, that's sure so, okay so you don't actually get dragon powers but you get to keep your powers yeah plus you get a, a wish from the dragon yeah okay so then what <laughs> what is paul blart's wish i don't know what his wish is gonna be like i think he's like thrown into it and he doesn't really know what it should be but like the thing is like his life is like just keeps he always is like berated on forever so like he's like this could change everything for me right like he could wish for a lot of things. I think at some point in the movie, we need to throw in some kind of turn so that then he, like, somebody dies. Like, yeah. Amy, who's still around, I assume, in this movie, or are we going to go with the really stupid. She's not there anymore. Out? Yeah. Yeah. Which, vaguely to their credit, they wrote her out because she was, like, just scheduling conflicts, couldn't do it. I just resent the way that they wrote her out because she actually, like, wasn't a terrible person in the first one. She was actually, like, kind of cool. But she got divorced from him after two weeks. For, quote, uncontrollable vomiting. Yeah. Which is, like, way to way to do, do a character dirty. Yeah. But I'm just saying, we need something, and we can come back to it as we get inspired by the events of the movie. Yeah. But I think there needs to be something that, like, more, that shows up that's more serious than Paul can, like, use his wish to... Yeah. Fix that instead of just like I don't want people to dunk on me all the time. Let's choose the other yeah. combatants too. Yeah, yeah. Um so, so we, have... we have the spider, so we need the lion and the um mm-hmm. the giraffe, what was it? <laughs> Eagle. Eagle. So giraffe would work too. Yeah. Tall up. Can see a lot. Alright, so the lion. I think that we need to lean into, especially for the lion, like the type, like the tall tan muscular sure so we get Dwayne the Rock Johnson obviously yeah sure <laughs> and he's he's the one who's like the last time this tournament was fought my family won like we're like I'm a legacy like we've always fought in this tournament since it began and what did and what did they wish for i feel like it needs to be something that on the surface seems like benevolent but ultimately mm-hmm. is kind of self-serving and not like evil but like they always come out ahead on the wish, but it, like, yeah. they, but they can tell themselves that they like made the world better, but ultimately yeah. they actually profited more than the world got better. How long ago was the? How long ago was the world competition? I mean, I think it needs to be long enough that like everybody's forgotten. Yeah, so like over a hundred years, like maybe. I don't know. I feel like this is a thing that people would talk about. Yeah, like five hundred years. When was the Dark Ages? Uh. A long time ago. The last yeah. time Christmas spirit dropped below 30%. That's true. 476 to 800 common era. Okay, so... Let's do every 1,000 would... years, because that puts the last one at, like, the year 1,018. I was going to say that um, it's the... They wished for the Dark Ages to end, so mm. that would be... Yeah, they wished for... Uh, ooh, hold on. I have a... I have a I have a thought. Okay, so let's do... It's a very arbitrary number, but like 700-ish years. Okay. Because the 1300s is when the Renaissance started. Okay. 
they were like, let's a renaissance of art and literature and blah, 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 blah. But really, it only happened in like the Western world. I don't, and I'm not trying to throw shade on the art and culture of the non Western world in the 1300s. I just mean, I'm pretty sure that the Renaissance was a specifically European kind of thing. For sure. And that's, that is a a wish that they can make. Like, we started the Renaissance, but really only Europe got the Renaissance. Are we still going with Dwayne Johnson? I think so. For that? Okay. His wish can be something else, but I mean, like a, an, another renaissance or something about climate change or something about like, it can, we can modernize it. I just mean, yeah, that can be when the last contest was because, and that makes the last wish kind of fit the pattern. Okay. Uh, What's the grandma's wish? Bottomless Werther's Originals. Just going for that easy, low hanging fruit. Sure. Sure. Honestly, that does sound like a joke Kevin James would write. So now the third person. Right. Uh, this is the eagle, which we never really established what the powers for the eagle was. Agility. agility. Spider could have agility too, though. Yeah, I, I think that agility kind of undercuts the idea of the the older woman like very slowly walking up walls and across the ceiling and stuff. Maybe it's like claws, like bird claws, and um, being able to fly too. So she could like jump up and like swoop back okay. and forth or something like that hard to hit yeah i think flight makes the most sense just like for ducking and weaving and yeah flying very high and throwing shit at people or something like that yeah uh we never uh, we never said what's uh Dwayne the rock johnson's name in this uh steve austin no relation no relation all right there we go and then the um eagle person eagle person or um Let's have them be um, Asian of some, or like Chinese, Japanese, okay. just to mix up like across the world. Okay. What's that name in Meet Dave 2 that he always says? Dave Ming Chang. Dave Ming Chang. <laughs> we could do that, I guess. Uh, let's, um, maybe just like Li or Yao, or like like a one, one word. Okay. Kind of like Yao. Yao? Okay. And it's played by Steven Yoon from, most people know as Glenn from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we have our contestants. So they meet for this tournament. Is it one-on-one, or do they all fight each other? And then, like, a round, like, I was like, a round, round. We don't have to go through every match. I'm just like, is it, like, two matches, and then the winner of those two matches face off, and they... I think for the first... Well, what's Wart's power for having the bear? I think. Strength. You just think strength. Yeah. Um, and hardiness. Well, no, wait. Um, it's he's a, the tortoise. So strength still, like, like protection. Yeah. Like it seems like he's like immortal. In- invulnerability. Like, invulnerability. Yeah. Although that I mean, I guess like endurance more, like because he can take hits, but like if he's invulnerable, then he wins. Period. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like it can take more hits than the average person. Like he's sturdier. Cool. Then. I think when they first get to, is it is happening on like an island or something or like this stadium or? I'm still kind of partial to the idea that it's like a mystical secret, but if everybody knows about it, there's really no reason for it to be on like a deserted island, like a remote That's island. True. So I don't know. What do you think? Like, is it like, would it be a stadium sport, like spectacle if everybody knows about it? I think so. Okay. So um, yeah, there's. Maybe it's at like the Coliseum or something <laughs> or like, like. Like the most ancient, um, still standing Stonehenge. Yeah, something like that. It's the most like ancient, still standing 
I kind of like the idea of Stonehenge because that makes it more like a wrestling ring where you can be like thrown out of it or you can like step out. Okay. What if it keeps changing? What if they go around the world? Like, so one of them's at Stonehenge, another one's at the Colosseum. One of them's on the pyramids. Yeah, one of them's on the pyramids. That'd work. We only had three battles, so. Okay, so we are doing two versus two, and then the winner's face, and, like, the champion. Yeah. Okay, and I'm fine. Yeah. I just didn't know if we wanted to do a everybody fights everybody. Okay. But, all right, so. So, I think initially, Blart faces the old woman. Oh, yeah, of course. Because he's like, I just, I don't, I don't see how this is fair. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> And then, like, she starts kicking his ass with, like, some, like, web shit and, like, some agility. Like, she's swinging back and forth from the thing, like, kicking him in the face and pulling his pants down. Look out. It's Mrs. Papadopoulos. Yeah. Mrs. Papadopoulos. Mrs. Papadopoulos does whatever spider canopodopoulos. Okay. (laughs) Um, And. Fuck you. That was great. Sure. Um. Sure. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, <laughs> so, is the first one you think happens at the Coliseum, mm. or uh, then second one at Stonehenge? Yeah, then, I think we need walls and and like things that she can swing off of. So Coliseum would make more sense, and then they. Uh, I think he beats her somehow. How does he beat her, do you think? Oh, he, he like, catches her. Like, she's keeping out of reach. Like, yeah. swings in, does a bunch of punches or whatever, and then swings away, and he finally manages to catch her. Maybe his big thing, he's like, I just don't feel right hitting an old woman, but then, like, she's kicking the shit out of him and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, he, like, body slams her or something. Yeah. Or... So we gotta, we gotta get those really funny, funny, funny fat jokes in. Yeah, because that's basically ninety percent of this goddamn movie. Yeah. Um, For the record, I was being sarcastic about funny. It didn't come across, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. So what if he uh, gets like tangled in a web or something, and then and he doesn't know what to do, and then he doesn't know what to do, and then like he finally gets he he knows he needs to escape or he's gonna lose, Mm -hmm. and he just like flexes and stuff, and like all her webbing comes down, and maybe she gets caught in it or something, Mm. and then. Like so, she's trapped in her own web, and then then he pins her. Okay. Like, I, can, like, I like that. Yeah, that works. So, does he have super strength as well? I think so, a little bit. Okay. Like, I'm fine with just that. like force of force of will mm-hmm. too. Okay. Like he he has a lot of that. It seems at least from the first movie. So that's the first match. Then the second match is between Steve Austin and, and Yao. the and Yao. I think maybe he has claws or something. Like like I I think like. I think it would look cool. So where are they fighting? I think they're fighting at Stonehenge. Can they fight on the pyramid? Because I I really like Stonehenge as the final. Okay. And also, it works with dragons. I know that like there's dragons from all over the world, but I'm imagining yeah. a very like British medieval dragon. Sure. So um, they're fighting at the pyramids, like the Great Pyramid, or, or on the Sphinx, or something like that. Yeah. And they. Who wins? Do you think? Oh, it's Steve Austin, Austin wins? for sure. Okay. So in the end, in the end, it's Paul Blart versus yeah, The Rock. Exactly, and that's—I okay. mean—that has—it has to be the Paul Blart, the schlubby mall cop against Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All right, so he catches him and defeats him. Maybe Yao is like 
flying up in the air. He's catching rocks and he's like throwing them down. He's throwing sand in uh, uh, his eye and everything mm-hmm. and then like slashing him a bunch. But then the rock or uh, Steve Austin <laughs> uses his like roar ability to like create like sound waves that like disrupts his flying and yeah. makes him fall to the ground. And then like he like, I don't know, like scratches his feathers out or something or i mean uh, i think you could just knock him out i don't know if it has to be yeah. a i said mortal combat but i don't know if it needs to be mortal combat yeah like yeah they can he can just like catch him and knock him out yeah yeah like that maybe he like ricochets a like he shouts or whatever and it hits in like like echolocation in a way but it like bounces off something and hits yeah in the back yeah and he falls and then like knocks him out yeah and as he walks off he passes paul blart and paul blart says Man, you're stone cold. God damn it. I know you were waiting. I know that you were looking for your moment to make that same joke. Alright, so the final fight, Paul Blart obviously wins. I mean Yeah. Through we can talk about how the fight goes down. But yeah. I mean we know he wins through he's down on his he's down. Oh no, I we don't know if he's gonna win that wish, but mm-hmm. he gets up and fights on and does win. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he wins. And I think something has to happen in the movie where maybe Steve Austin, like, rigs something to make Paul Bart, like, fail or something. Like, maybe Steve Austin is cheating somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Like, just to add something else to this besides, like, we're going to go to this battle, then this battle, and then this battle. You know, like, what's the other arching story? I think it's okay if Steve Austin is just, like, a pompous douchebag and not necessarily, like, openly doing bad things like i don't know that's that's just me but we can sure we can find something for well, him to do what if you find out that like steve austin is is like he's saying like he's saying he's using his wish to like bring good to the world maybe he's like i'm gonna use my wish to end world hunger mm-hmm. but he's really going to use his wish to like take over the world because like in the last he sees like the last wish as wasted because it ultimately didn't benefit his family whatsoever what if, with that, they're getting ready, like, at some point, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as a different character, shows up. And it's like, that's not Steve Austin. I'm Steve Austin. That's my twin brother. Dwayne Johnson. No, no, no. Uh, Randy. Randy Austin. He's savage. Got um, it. <laughs> I wish you could see the very just over it head shake Madison is giving me. If you're picking up any audio from the head shake, please leave it in. But like, it's the, like, I was supposed to be picked, but he somehow cheated me of it, and he's not going to try to end world hunger. He's going to rule the world. Yeah. It's like it was supposed to be Randy, the brother, who was picked. Or it was supposed to be Steve Austin who was picked, but really Randy somehow stole the He's like an imposter. The spot, and is pretending to be the brother. Got it. At the tournament. And that's more how did he get the powers? I, he tricked the lion spirit okay would be my i mean so now paul's not only fighting for himself but for the world yeah what if the um the other the brother like he finds out who paul blart is Mm -hmm. like like the the real brother like the real contestant like the real steve austin right (laughs) um and he stands up yeah (laughs) <laughs> he 
normally i'm the one that's giving you the looks and the head shakes and all that yeah <laughs> the roles are reversed this week yeah um and he contacts the daughter and is like we got to get a hold of blart and let him know that this is what's happening like we got to let someone know mm-hmm. and that's sort of an arc maybe they're mm-hmm. traveling to get there or something or they're being thwarted by uh randy austin's like goons or something mm-hmm. what if paul is thinking about like throwing the tournament because like that guy's wish is way better yeah like they make maybe they like say the wish before they start or something maybe he's still deciding or but you said you he needs to say it at the very beginning maybe well my thinking is he his wish is like kind of stupid or more personal but he thinks that the fake steve austin is going to like his wish is like world peace. Well, that doesn't work either then, because if you made the wish at the beginning. But I think like maybe the dragon thing says at the very beginning, like state your wish so we know that like it is just and is going to help the world. Your but intentions when... are pure or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And but Steve Austin says that fake wish, but what he really is going to wish for is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. My, my point is that Paul is going to throw the tournament because. He thinks Steve Austin is like has a better wish, and sure. but then the real Steve Austin shows up and is like, "No, no, you can't, you can't do that. He's my evil twin yeah. brother." It's kind of like the end of the Lizzie McGuire movie, sort of. <laughs> kind of. So, is there? I don't know. Do we need a, like a personal story arc for Paul Blart about with his family, or? I think like. Maybe if I'm looking at Blart and and his character in this, mm-hmm. like thing compared to like the first movie, like I think he'd be like, "Wow, I don't think I've ever had so many people depending on me before." Like this is what I've kind of always wanted, but it's a lot of pressure. So maybe he's looking for like an easy way out of it, like or something, you know? What like, if, what if he? This is important, and if he pulls this off. Everything else is just like like no one will talk shit about him anymore. Yeah, it's like, you know what? They can talk about my weight and how I'm kind of stupid or whatever. Like again, I, he's not that self aware. I think he's aware enough that he hasn't amounted to much in the grand scheme of things. And so this is like, if I do this, this is important and it matters. And everything else can just I can really kind of shrug off everything else because I did this. But then he starts to wonder because his wishes are kind of stupid, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, shit that guy winning actually will do better. And is me throwing this a big thing? Like I can hold my head up high because I helped. Yeah. What, what if he like starts like researching a bunch of charities and stuff? And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to give all the money to this charity or something. Or like, I'm going to like, wish. and it's some like random, like, like a, a, an organization that is doing good in the world but it's like a very like small amount of like effect it actually have on like the whole world you know like yeah, like yeah. it's I like, like this is studying uh the organization of dental research on humpback whale- whales or yeah, something he, like that he announces his wishes that he's going to like he wants to find a cure for the worst disease that ravages mankind and everyone's like oh my god that's so great but he means hypoglycemia yeah okay and so, like, really, his wish is going to be, I want to cure hypoglycemia, which, like, I don't want to belittle finding a cure for hypoglycemia. Like, that's no. probably a good thing, but against world peace and all of that, like, it turns out that his wish is actually very kind of minor in comparison to 
and somewhat self-serving. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. But I like that. I think that works. Like he announces that the worst disease that ravages mankind. We think like, oh my god, cancer or whatever. Yeah. But no, what he actually meant was hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's pretty good. Is there anything left? I mean, he they fight. Um, sure. Does, and does Bart? Well, I think Bart does eventually. Like, maybe there's like a bar scene where like fake Steve Austin, aka Randy Austin. Yeah. Uh, who is Savage? Um, and Paul Blart like are like just talking before the big fight, and mm-hmm. Blart is convinced by him is like, you know, like I'm. We're all fight- we're both fighting for the world, you know. You know, um, it's well phrased. So that's where where Blart decides to throw the match mm-hmm. so he can get it. So uh steve austin fake steve austin aka randy austin mm-hmm. who is savage uh will get the wish mm-hmm. but and in the middle of it he's letting his ass get kicked and everything and then maybe the real steve austin and the daughter come in and they're like hey he's a fake blah blah blah, blah. and then that's when he knows he has to fight back for real i think at that point randy austin who is savage does like just be like yeah i don't care anymore. like it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> like yeah. i'm gonna win yeah, and then Paul gets up and wins the fight for the world and cures hypoglycemia forever. Yeah. Because I like the idea that he still thinks that that is a noble wish. Like, he, he thinks it's, like, a less noble wish than the other guy, but it's, like, he still goes through with it. And that's where he reveals that he was actually talking about hypoglycemia. Yeah. And maybe we see the effects of it, mm-hmm. actually, and, like, afterwards. And, like, we see, like... There were a number of world leaders with hypoglycemia that like couldn't do their jobs as well, maybe or something like that. I don't. You're searching for a more profound and like <laughs> happy ending than I imagine Kevin James would ever have written. Yeah, for, for this sure. movie. But yeah, I think that's and he he li- he's a legend and he is the winner of the mm-hmm. 700 year <laughs> tournament. He's given the powers of the dragon. Yeah, and he's given the powers of the dragon. Which are what? Flight? Strength? I don't know. Do we want the powers of the dragon to remain with him, or is it just that he gets the wish? Yeah, I think that it's supposed to be both. Yeah. And then when he reveals that his wish is a hypoglycemia, the dragon's like, no, that's stupid. I'm not giving you the powers. Like, you get the wish because I have to. Yeah. That'd be really funny. Yeah. I like that. It's like, uh, no, no. Maybe like even like throughout the whole thing, the dragon's not even on Paul Blart's side. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like nobody is. I don't think. I think yeah. the tortoise isn't even really it's at like, some point. Is, he's like, "This is who you got gave me." Okay. Yeah, he's like, "No wonder I never win this thing." Yeah, and the tortoise never wins. That's yeah. the thing. Um, two things. Who voices the dragon? Well, Keith David voiced our last dragon, so I think it should be Keith David, Keith David again. Excellent. And then who voices the turtle? Let's see. Oh, um, uh, Christopher Walken. That's good. Who voices the lion? It's more of a very deep voice. I mean, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Wait, no. The the voice of the dragon should be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say Macho Man Randy Savage, but he's died. Yeah. Yeah, so Steve Austin voices the dragon. Yeah. Got a real Jay Garrick situation going on here with Steve Austin's. Oh, um, right before I forgot to say it. Right before um, uh, Randy Austin is about to mm-hmm. 
uh, give like the final blow before Paul makes the comeback. He says, uh, do you smell what this Stonehenge is cooking? No. No. Yep. Fuck nope. You. you got yours. I get mine. My what? Your wrestling jokes. Fair enough. I, mine were funny, though. <laughs> and then he says, and then there's another point. He's like, do you think, Paul Bart, you can really defeat me, Randy Austin, a.k.a. Steve Austin? And he's like, hell yeah. Which is another. Sure. That's Steve. That's Steve. Okay. Let's continue. The spider is Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale. Yeah. Okay. And the eagle is Maggie Smith, because I like the idea of a very angry Scottish eagle. Okay. I like that. From people from all around the world. Well, mostly. <laughs> mostly just one place. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So did we do it? We did something that I don't know. I think this one is would be better than the yeah. original <laughs> sequel. Uh, it definitely has at least. We didn't really go into like the the nitty gritty details of the story, but I bet if we did, we would have a lot less uh, a lot less mansplaining, a lot less uh, just general sexism, yeah. a lot less fat jokes, and uh, yeah. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. Uh, our Instagram is the underscore equalizers, where we post the episode art for each episode. And we already have the art for this one, and it's really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you to Jackson Eflin for our episode art. And as always, we spell it E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequels. Like in sequel. Special <laughs> special thanks on our theme, Rock Thing. Go to Creo. You can find their work at www.creo-music.com. Next time, featuring in their second appearance, Daniel Na will be on as they pitch Cool Dog 2. So, for the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike. It doesn't matter what your name is. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs>